Hello. And welcome to Are You Karate Kidding Me? Your source for recaps and analysis of all things Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, and the Miyagi-verse. That's right. Today we have a very special episode. We're going to talk about news, which is something we have not talked about since New York Comic Con last year. We're going to do a recap and and an analysis of the Cobra Kai Season 2 trailer, or the first trailer we have, which just came out a few days ago. I was not thinking we were going to do this, but I want to listen to the reaction episodes that Cobra Kai Companion and Cobra Guys have done, so we might as well log our own before uh, having our first impressions affected by other smart analysis. Mm -hmm. So... We should just dive in, right? What do you think? I think that that's a great idea. I mean, in the real world, we're still about a month out from the actual Cobra Kai premiere. I know that there's going to be previews and stuff leading up to that. There's probably going to be a lot of news coming out of South by Southwest for Cobra Kai. But this is the big one, is that we have a trailer uh, for season two, and we have a release date, which is April 24th. Exactly. Exactly, which is which is not far from your birthday. So, what a nice present you are receiving. Mm-hmm. No, from I'm YouTube very lucky. and Sony. Yes. Yes. So yeah, and like it, this is also we should say spoilers within. Like we've been ha- ha- holding our podcast episodes as if we don't know what's going to happen from one episode to the next. You know, giving you the illusion that we haven't seen all episodes of season one about a hundred times. Um, but we're going to go ahead and presume that you've already seen all of season one. So if you are actually Watching at the speed of our podcast, you should pause this uh, because you will be spoiled for what's still to come in our recaps of Cobra Kai. I highly doubt anyone listening to this is unspoiled, but I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there because we will go ahead and abandon the pretense of not knowing yet and holding the moment open for what's yet to come and speculate wildly based on what happened in the finale of Cobra Kai season one. I think that's fair. It, it is only fair. It's only fair. So yeah, so um, what did it say? We, you want to just dive right into it? Let's do it. Are you ready to press play? I'm ready to press play. Let's go. All right, and I've got it moving at a quarter speed, so it's moving quite slowly. Mm-hmm. The opening scene is some sliding doors at what looks like Mr. Miyagi's house. Sliding doors opening and Daniel doing the kata in the dimly lit room mm-hmm. where he sat with Mr. Miyagi that night when he found out about Mr. Miyagi's um, late wife and child. And then we switch to a scene of... Robbie and Sam doing kata on the beach. So they are clearly Daniel's students. Daniel is opening a dojo. We see them balancing each other um, on the on this on this wooden pier in the middle of the the pond in Mr. Miyagi's house. Yeah. They're and already gonna, all wet, meaning they failed already once before. Exactly. I had paused there because I just want to focus on like, all right, they're setting up that Daniel, you know, they've got him saying some things about like inner peace and focus and balance. So inner peace is a little more new age. I don't think Mr. Miyagi ever said those words, but focus and balance are Mr. Miyagi terms. And he is setting up the expectations and the, and the, the goal of Miyagi-Do. Yeah. And these are, at least we're given to believe, his first two students. And, you know, he's probably taken them to the beach because that's what Mr. Miyagi did with them. Mm-hmm. And he's got that little that little pier thing, that round wooden pier that they can, they probably have to balance on. They have to balance not only within themselves, but with each other. It's Karate Kid times two, it looks like. Yeah. So, you know, we can see that, I don't know how long, I think they're starting right as soon as 
the finale to season one ended. So Daniel has opened Miyagi-Do. Daniel has brought Robbie here. Daniel and Robbie probably didn't need to twist Sam's arm much to get her to come along into the dojo. Right. But now we see that this is the first stage, probably, is bringing them in. And I have to say, Mr. Miyagi's house is looking great. Like, if that scene of Daniel doing the kata alone in the dim room is Mr. Miyagi's house, it looks and feels exactly the way it did in 1984. Um I wish the production team would hire me. Not that I have skill, but simply because it's badass. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, I think there's a lot of great attention to detail. Obviously, we know this isn't the original sets. Like, those those sets and those houses, that house is probably long gone at this point. But uh, but it's a great reproduction. It's a, uh, And there's some really cool new ideas at play, such as, like, the balancing on the water. And I'm sure there'll be some other surprises as well. Yeah, the house is long gone. And in fact, like, if you watch the showrunner's Instagram, like, they showed how they had umpteen photo references from the Karate Kid movies to rebuild Mr. Miyagi's house. Not only rebuild it, but rebuild it in Georgia. So, like, yeah. it's totally a set, but it looks like it just has been untouched by time. It's a working set, exactly. Exactly. So, skipping ahead, as Daniel's voiceover continues, mm-hmm. we see what is now a familiar scene, which is Johnny Lawrence sitting in what looks to be the office of the Cobra Kai Dojo, the little back room where he has his, his mini fridge and all of his course banquets. Yeah. And indeed, he is surrounded by course banquets, littering the desk, and he's got his laptop open. A very familiar scene to anyone's who's watched YouTube is that Daniel flexing his resources to grab some prime ad space on YouTube announced that Miyagi-Do will be giving away their lessons for free. Because at Miyagi-Do, it's not about the money. Thus undercutting Johnny and the rest of the All-Valley karate market. Yeah, and like, this is hilarious because Daniel has a YouTube video and on Cobra Kai Companion, I, I, I haven't been spoiled. I haven't listened to the guys' recap reactions to this trailer, but I did see them conversing with Cobra guys on Twitter, and they were noticing that Johnny doesn't have YouTube Premium. And as I pointed out, like, guys, like, if we're in the Miyagi-verse and there is no show called Cobra Kai, why would you even have YouTube Premium? That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I think it says even more about Daniel than it says about Johnny because, you know, YouTube views are not cheap so the fact that daniel's willing to pay out of pocket for that youtube ad space is is pretty telling and especially since he's not going to be making any money off the dojo he's basically just funneling all of his larusso automotive money into this project which could cause some friction between him and amanda yeah i mean we can presume that she might not be thrilled by this we can see that johnny the reason that johnny has fallen into seeing daniel sitting daniel is sitting in this video he's sitting in what looks to be the added on room that mr miyagi built for daniel in the karate kid part uh gosh that would be part two two? yeah he's building because daniel daniel was moving to fresno Mm -hmm. because well well, lucille larusso is moving to fresno and daniel's all all angry about it and Mr. Miyagi began building a spare room for who Mr. Miyagi called a refugee from Fresno. So this is the room that Daniel lived in in Karate Kid Part 3 when his mom was already... She wasn't just in Fresno. She was caring for Uncle Louie who had um, emphysema or COPD or something horrific. But anyway, Daniel, which caused him to comically cough. Anyway, that I, I digress. Daniel is sitting what lo- in what looks to be that spare room, now refitted as a dojo. And he's sitting there on a mat on what looks like a tatami mat or something, in his gi, mm-hmm. explaining that 
this is the mission of Miyagi-Do Karate and all lessons are free. And Johnny fell into this because he was loading a video called Top 10 Spin Kicks. So Johnny just wanted to look at some spin kicks because being Johnny Lawrence, you know, that's all he does. So he's looking at that and, and lo and behold, here comes Daniel LaRusso. And we see, we see Johnny Lawrence's face just sort of like lit up with, with shock and then um, he closes the computer screen upon seeing not only is Daniel doing this, not only has he opened a dojo, but all lessons are free. Mm-hmm. And Johnny makes his, he gets his pissed off face and closes the computer because, of course, Daniel is, is horning in on his turf and he has an unfair advantage relative to Johnny, which is that while Johnny has to work for the money and teaches for the money, uh, Daniel doesn't have to. In the very next scene, they kind of cut to a confrontation outside of Cobra Kai Dojo. It's Daniel and Johnny and Kreese, who has assumed his familiar position of skulking in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, not only uh, does Johnny know that Kreese is back, Daniel presumably is aware that Kreese is back fairly early in the season as well. When last we saw Johnny... In the finale of Cobra Kai season one, he was standing in his dojo because the door had the doorbell had rung and someone had come in and it was John Kreese, who Johnny had thought was dead. So at this point in the season, now we're seeing this clip in the trailer where Johnny is standing with Kreese behind him outside the dojo at the at the mini mall, and Daniel is is across from him. Kreese is behind Johnny. Kreese is of course holding what looks like a Coors banquet. Um, Kreese is not wearing like a gi or anything. He's like wearing a denim shirt. Like he looks like kind of like Johnny's potential future if he sides with his lesser angels. And Johnny is walking toward Daniel. Um, and Kreese is giving Daniel the most evil leer on the face of the earth. He tells Johnny, "You're in for a rude awakening." And while this is happening, uh, we also see other scenes interspersed with Johnny walking amongst the students in their lines. And we see a new new student who's a girl, and she's tall, blonde hair. Peyton List. Peyton List. Miguel is, like, checking her out or smiling approvingly at her. So we see a potential new interest for, for Miguel there. And she also looks like she's pretty happy to be a Cobra Kai. So she might have an evil side if she's into that aspect of Cobra Kai. We also see that the music is fading in with a cover of Bananarama's Cruel Summer, except this time by Carrie Kimmel. Yeah, Johnny is inspecting the new class. I guess we should talk about this as like, yeah, we are getting some new additions to the cast on both the Cobra Kai side and the Miyagi-Do side. Yeah, we're getting our bigger numbers, at least in Cobra Kai thus far. We haven't seen how many people Miyagi-Do's recruited yet at this point in the trailer. We see that not only is Johnny walking amongst these the swollen ranks of students and that there's a new student who looks to be relatively principal in the cast who Miguel is interested in, we see also that there looks to be a kind of an exhibition style show, karate show with, with fancy lights and Hawk doing a very dramatic spin kick, breaking a board that is held by Dimitri. And there's been some speculation as to whether Dimitri is played by D- Gianni DiCenzo would uh, turn to Miyagi-Do because he's more of a sensitive sort um, or to Cobra Kai. Uh, but we knew that he was impressed by Cobra Kai's performance at the, at the finale of season one so he's wearing a cobra kai t-shirt under his usual plaid madras shirt he's holding that board looking at it in in awe after what looks like hawk breaks it but here's the thing he's not in a gi 
So mm. is he Cobra Kai's water boy? What, <laughs> what's going on with that? He's the hype man. You can do it. If you know, <laughs> if you know Gianni DiCenzo's social media presence, I think we can say he's the hype man. Or, you know, he's just someone that got that's there to support his friends and got pulled out of the audience. What I would like to see is possibly some shifting allegiances. Maybe he starts out Cobra Kai and then shifts to Miyagi-Do. Maybe somebody from Miyagi-Do defects. That could be, I think, maybe what's very likely to happen at the top of the season is once Daniel announces his free lesson plan, we could start to see a lot of defections from Cobra Kai to Miyagi-Do, which leads to the very next scene where Daniel's like, it doesn't matter who anyone was before they stepped into this dojo. We see in this moment that Dimitri's holding the broken board at what looks to be an outdoor nighttime exhibition of Cobra Kai uh, calisthenics. And we see that Johnny is, is voicing over saying, Cobra Kai is about being badass. So I feel really proud of that rant that I went on a couple of our episodes ago when I was like talking about the ethos of Cobra Kai badassery. For Johnny, badass is an ethic. And it's very key for them to put that in the trailer here. And that's a good point. Like, there's a lot of unfinished business and a lot of themes from season one that are going to continue to be expounded on. And that is definitely one of them. Also, one of the things in in that immediate sequence of, like, you know, uh, Sam and Robbie doing kata by the beach and Johnny walking on the lines and, and Hawk breaking that board, we also see... Miguel and Johnny walking together towards something, putting on sunglasses, you know, leaving their apartment complex and fist bumping mm-hmm. as they walk out. So despite the fact that Johnny was had misgivings about what was going on with Miguel in the finale of Cobra Kai season one, where Miguel kind of turned to the dark side and Johnny tried to rein him in, Johnny looks there to be approving of this badass vibe, this this sort of dark side Ray-Ban wearing you know, I'm a cool guy. So, yeah, then they show Daniel saying, It doesn't matter who anyone was before they stepped into this dojo. And the camera pans there across several people, mostly boys, a couple of girls, a relatively diverse group of folks who I don't think I've ever seen before. About six students, six or seven students in addition to Robbie and Sam. And they show them doing kata together in Mr. Miyagi's garden. Mm-hmm. And we hear Daniel saying, All that matters is that we are all Miyagi-Do. Also shows a shirtless Robbie scrapping with someone in the front yard of Mr. Miyagi's house as Daniel and other students look on. They show Daniel driving his yellow 1948 Ford convertible with Sam in the passenger seat and Robbie behind them sort of along the Pacific Coast Highway there or close to the water. It looks like maybe Malibu. They've been out... Re- practicing together this is probably connected to the scene of sam and robbie by the beach Mm -hmm. then they show and this is terrifying to me at the 53 second mark so more than halfway through the actual like scenes of the trailer aisha and another kid standing with crease in the front crease is in a denim jacket um he's got a red headband tied around his head looks very bellicose and looks very derisive and says finish him yes and then the next shot we see is new blonde student kicking the shit out of someone but it's a little blurry and i cannot tell that's peyton list so and then they sh- after crease says finish him we cut to peyton list also in the woods wearing a black cobra kai headband mm-hmm. um doing what looks like a, a spin kick on a person i can't tell who they are i'm guessing another cobra kai or somebody else and miguel is looking on as she kicks him looks like in the face like very dramatic 
Um, and I, I'd like to speculate here that it looks like maybe Crease has taken the kids to the woods without Johnny because there's no sign of him there. He might be there, but it looks mm. looks like maybe Crease is taking his favorites out to scrap because he thinks Johnny's not pushing them hard enough for doing enough to toughen them up. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of tension between Crease and Johnny because for all anyone knew, Crease was dead. Now he's back. And he clearly wants in on Cobra Kai as a going concern. To what end? Who knows? And Johnny is clearly letting him, despite the fact that, that Billy Zobka played Johnny, is looking pretty scared mm-hmm. when uh, when Kreese showed up at the dojo at the end of season one. Without getting too pedantic about it, there could be copyright issues at play, like Kreese may act, Kreese via Terry Silver may actually own the rights to the name Cobra Kai. And if Johnny wants to continue riding on that, brand recognition then he may have to keep crease in the loop somehow uh there you mean terry silver the coke snorting merchant of death who in my head canon is not only miguel's real dad but also the current governor of california in the miyagi verse uh very very likely i mean exactly I, hey i like that oh, i like that johnny i'm gonna use that <laughs> karate kid does uh, karate kid 3 does a lot to explain how Cobra Kai works as a business and it is bonkers. Now, after we see this scene, Peyton List kicking that kid in the face while Crease and the others look on, it cuts to a view of Sam squaring off in a fight against Robbie. Yeah. In what looks like a storage room. Maybe it's the dealership. Um, uh, it looks like a food it's... service area. Maybe the back of a fast food restaurant. It doesn't look like auto parts. I see. Like a lot of shrink wrap boxes, maybe a bucket. So I'm thinking either some sort of restaurant or entertainment venue. Uh, it's hard to say. It may be nothing at all. This could be the back room of the uh, the country club. In the background of Sam squaring off against Robbie, we see a couple of folks looking on. One of the people is unrecognizable to me. I don't know if he's a Cobra Kai or not. They're all just wearing plain clothes. The other person who's watching the squaring off is indeed yes. Dimitri. Is Dimitri switching back and forth? Like yeah. what's going on? Or is it that Sam and Robbie, even though Robbie's not a high school kid, they're at the, at the same high school that Sam and Dimitri attend. So it couldn't be at West Valley High unless it's in some special circumstance. For some reason, Dimitri is also there and people are standing in a circle Watching Sam and Robbie look, it looks kind of like Fight Club. Like, I don't see Daniel there. You do not talk about Fight Club. These do look like, these do look like other Miyagi. Yeah, these are the Miyagi-Do kids. As the camera moves, I'm seeing um, that they're Miyagi-Do kids who were at Mr. Miyagi's house when Daniel was talking about all the Yeah, and what really strikes me about watching it through this time is that the look on everyone's face in the background is nothing but like shock and either shock or deep concern about what's going on. So clearly something has come to a boiler head between Robbie and Sam. One of our buddies is speculating that Sam is going to defect to Cobra Kai. I really can't imagine that happening. But maybe it's something like that. Or maybe there's something about Robbie that Sam is unhappy with. So maybe, again, like, you know, kind of holding up like the teenage 
angst love triangle aspect of the show from the first season. Maybe there are some shifting relationships. Maybe Sam starts thinking that, you know, maybe Robbie starts uh, looking around at other potential karate partners and Sam is not having it or vice versa. Uh, so, you know, it, it, anything can happen as far as that's concerned. Maybe Miguel is actually maybe able to turn himself around and redeem himself. And then that cause that, you know, flares up that tension between uh, her and Robbie and Miguel again. So hard to say. All I know is that then they switch to a voiceover or a clip of Daniel's voice saying, I know how to beat Cobra Kai. I did it 30 years ago. I can do it again. And as he's saying this, we see the footage of Daniel wailing on Johnny. So uh, from the original Karate Kid tournament. And, and, And we find out then, because it switches to the clip, that Daniel is saying this to Amanda. They're standing in the the kitchen of their house and Amanda is not impressed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh Amanda is obviously back again for this season and she has resumed her familiar position of not approving of much of anything Daniel does. Then then they show, you know, the title card says two dojos and it shows Johnny looking at the mirror in the mirror at himself, um looking vulnerable and like what the hell am I doing? Or I'll, actually with disease, I would say he looks he looks uneasy. He is, as Rocky says in Creed, to Adonis, making him look in the mirror. You see this guy here staring back at you? That's your toughest opponent. I believe that in boxing, and I do believe that in life. So Johnny is confronting his toughest opponent himself. And then you have Daniel. They cut to Daniel in what looks like his home dojo, perhaps, holding the picture of Mr. Miyagi that has been in Daniel's dojo at home. Um, so they're both sort of reckoning with their choices, looks like. Yeah, and and speaking of choices, I think it's pretty obvious what, you know, Johnny's challenge is this season, which is going to be mainly dealing with Crease and his return. Uh, but I think also one of Daniel's challenges is going to be along a similar line of Mr. Miyagi's continued absence. And maybe he's struggling with the knowledge that, you know, maybe popularizing Miyagi-Do and, you know, making it into a business, even if it's a not-for-profit business, isn't necessarily something Mr. Miyagi would have necessarily approved of. That's right. Like, is Daniel doing this to, you know, actually spread karate, or is he doing it to win? That's a good point. Yeah, like, the the actual, you know, context is king, right? So, you know... On the surface, it's a great thing that Daniel's doing, and maybe he gets a lot of applause from the karate community. Only Daniel really knows why he's doing it, and that could cause a lot of inner turmoil for him. Well, and you know, Miyagi-Do is like, like a light side version of the Sith. Like, there's usually only two, a master and an apprentice. Yes! <laughs> so, so what's the deal with all of these young apprentices? Now, you know, the, the kids that he's training more diverse than Cobra Kai. Uh, They seem, you know, they seem equally as kid-like and vulnerable as the kids who joined Cobra Kai that Johnny was like, they're losers. You know, Daniel doesn't look like he's teaching a team of super athletes. And that's appropriate because Daniel himself wasn't a super athlete when he started doing Miyagi-Do. If it's balance versus badassery, how he can defeat Cobra Kai, like what defeat looks like for Daniel, how he can do it if the terms of karate are, you know, violent battles and Daniel's trying to teach these kids 
you know, uh, the way of the peaceful warrior. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I think Daniel's going to find that he runs headlong into this thing because he has the resources to do it. He has unlimited resources, but without a clear vision that is honest, I think it's going to be really hard. So we've got, you know, a few more scenes of like, Robbie and Sam and uh, the other Miyagi-Do acolytes practicing in the garden. We've got the exhibition match. We see that Hawk violently kind of headbutting someone and Miguel's watching in, in rehearsal. Someone dropping Miguel hard. I can't see who that is. That the, the scene of Miguel getting dropped is like in the dojo. Maybe it's Peyton List as the new character. Like maybe she's like a new recruit and comes in off the street. Whoever it is, it's clearly a female person and she's not in a gi so i would assume that yeah she comes in she comes in hot establishes her dominance early and you know maybe uh that's uh, also a a point of friction between you know her and 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 the established cobra kai kids we know that miguel likes a woman who can drop him that's true um, well yeah, all, so- i mean also it's going to be a real I think it could be a really interesting conflict driver. Let's put it that way. Like if we've got a new the the problem with being the fastest gun in town is that there's always some young gun trying to come along and take you down. So if Miguel is the new hot stuff since he won the tournament last year, now it's a case of you know he's got a big target painted on his back, which means you know, I'm sure it's going to cause tension between him and Hawk. If this new kid is coming in and she's actually better than him, like it's gonna that may be driving the tension between. Johnny and Kreese is that Kreese is like, look, this new kid is clearly where the dojo's future is at. You shouldn't be bothering with Miguel. And maybe that sets Johnny off where it's like, no, Miguel's my guy. We've got this great uh, paternal relationship going. You know, why are you here to wreck that? They show a couple of more scenes from the, uh, they show, uh, you know, footage of Hawk training on his own against a punching bag. They show Aisha holding her cell phone and taping as the other Cobra Kai students look on and in the dojo. And then we see Johnny kind of beating the crap out of a, uh, the punching dummy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we show her finishing up the taping and he's like just explaining that he wants the, the Cobra Kai logo to really pop at the end. So I'm guessing that he's, he's taping a rival commercial, an ad to rival Daniels. Oh, absolutely. And this is the only incident in the trailer where they kind of highlight that the show's, you know, distinct sense of humor will also be returning. Uh, you know, it's kind of a fun little meta joke on the, you know, on the way the show is, is produced in general. So I, I feel like, uh, that's an important thing to call out because the rest of the trailer, the tone is super, super serious. Like, like this—that's the only real jokey joke in the entire trailer. Uh, in a series that in season one is known for some pretty jokey jokes. Oh shit! John Hurwitz just liked my tweet. What? <laughs> yeah. Yay! Well, thank you, John. I hope you're listening. I, I hope our. I hope if you don't do exactly everything that we've been talking about in this episode, you yeah, at least John. keep it in mind for season three. <laughs> yeah, come on, John. Like, do the right thing. Like this trailer, you know, it, not only does it show the same beautiful photography, cinematography that the first season had, is the sweeping images of the kids practicing their kata or riding with Daniel in the car along what looks like the PCH. But, like, I mean, the dialogue is snappy, the the stakes are clear, and everyone in it appears to be killing it. Mm-hmm. So, my God, it's great. 
Well, okay, let me say this. I think that does it for the main bulk of the trailer. Let's move on to kind of general uh, comments and speculation. Yeah, we've, we've just recapped the trailer because the rest of the trailer, which is much longer, is explaining when the episodes start and, and um, yeah, it's just you know, title cards. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you all, everyone needs to block out the weekend of April 24th to do nothing but watch Cobra Kai. I know that's what we'll be doing. So as I was saying, hashtag Team Miyagi-Do versus hashtag Team Cobra Kai. That seems to be the big marketing push for this season. What do we think? Why do we have to pick a side? I mean, I get it. I get that it's great marketing, but, and I do, I, I am team Miyagi-Do, of course, because, yes. like, Pat Morita is my sensei, but, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I think there's no better way to engage, well, one of the best ways to engage a fan base, let me put it that way, is to make them pick a side. Like, are you Jedi? Are you Sith? Are you team Edward? Are you team whoever the other dude was? It's true. <laughs> are you Hogwarts? Are you Slytherin? Are you Hufflepuff? Are you Hufflepuff? I'm, I don't even know. I can't name a single Hufflepuff. Yo, are you Hufflepuff? <laughs> no. Um. Um, no, but I mean, here's the deal. Like, it, on a lesser show, I would be annoyed by the team mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I can tell the nuance that they bring to this show, I don't mind it because, like, I know that it, I think it's tending toward a synthesis. Like, we're building up a rivalry so that later we can have a team of rivals. I would hope so. I, I would hope. Yeah, I I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I I think I think it also leaves the door open for a lot of possibility. You can have people shift teams. You can have allegiances change. You can have you can trade players. You can yeah. You can have betrayals. You can have uh, people reunite. Like it's it it. There's a lot of possibilities there. There's a lot of a lot of stuff you can have fun with. But I think as a marketing push, I don't think it'll last much beyond this season. I think the idea of being a Cobra Kai or being a Miyagi-Do will persist because people in the fandom already are, you know, have had their, you know, have had their fan bases for a while now. Um, but I think, but I think as a marketing push, it'll do this season and next season, they'll probably move on to something else, but it's nothing to be taken too seriously, guys. It's just a marketing push. That's exactly right. Well, I mean, take it seriously, but don't, don't, don't take it. Well, yeah. Take it seriously as long as you're Miyagi-Do. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I, no, I'm not going to be doctrinaire. I mean, I I get that, that the Cobra Kais have some very attractive spunk, and this is the show is Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. And we're all rooting for Johnny, Miguel, and the rest of the team, although I think that Hawk might become more of a bully in the season to come. Um, anyway, we'll see. But the point is, I'm Team Speedwagon. I'm team Speedwagon sing-along. Mm. Whatever it takes to get me another feeling, like the feeling I had with the Speedwagon sing-along, I'm there. We shall see. Exactly. Um, we can oh, we can only speculate at this point, uh, but thank you for joining us aboard the speculation train. Yeah, next time you talk to us, we will have dug a pit in our backyard, filled it with water, and then put a tiny circular pier on top of it. <laughs> and we will do our next podcast while standing on it trying to balance. Oh, good. It's great. I can't wait to find out what kind of weird Miyagi-style technique that would be. Absolutely. Well, I think that will do it for this episode. We certainly made a meal of that, um, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, until next time, I'm Colin Canaday. I am Jenny Carlson. We'll see you around the Miyagiverse. See you around the Miyagiverse.
This podcast has been produced and hosted by Colin Canada and Jenny Carlson. Our music is by Chepo. You can find us online at areyoukaratekiddingme.com and wherever you download podcasts.